Racket Point is your online store for all your racket sports needs. We carry the best tennis, pickleball, paddle, and pop tennis equipment. Upgrade your tennis racket and your pickleball paddle. Find your strings, your bag, your overgrips, and all the gear you need to improve your game and be a champion. We are Racket Point, and we are family. Go for it. Visit us at RacketPoint.com. Welcome to the Coin Vigilante Podcast, where you will get to hear laymen like you and myself talk about Bitcoin, cryptos, the economy, financial markets, and business in general. Together, we're going to learn more about business, financial markets, and Bitcoin, and we are here to do this together. Now, I hope you sit down, enjoy this on your way to work, or while you're sitting down eating some popcorn, just trying to find something fun to do. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, all right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Coin Vigilante Podcast. As you can see, today we have a huge guest, the man who gave it all up for crypto, John Kim. John, thank you for coming to the show, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do this real quick. Represent that I am the, the Litecoin Superman. And this right here is a money clip. You know why I wear this? Uh-huh, Why? Because this will be a will be a jewelry from now on because no one will be using cash. This is my motivation to push for Bitcoin Litecoin as a form of payment and form of currency because I'm gonna make sure I will be a part of making cash obsolete. <laughs> hey, what an intro. Yeah, so look, John, I've been following you since 2017. I've known you as a Litecoin evangelist. I mean, you if there's anyone that's passionate about anything. I would go to you. I mean, I would be looking at you, extremely passionate and loyal when it comes to the movement that you support, which is Litecoin, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin. And so I know you as that guy, and I want people to know you as that as well. However, I have a lot of people in my audience that have no idea who I even talk to every day. And so, you know, for those people that don't know you, and even for people that know you, could you give us a little bit of your background, how you got here? And I want to learn a little bit or more about why, you know, there's a, there's a saying out there, and I even read an article. They they titled it, The Man Who Gave It All Up for Crypto, or Litecoin, or something like that. And I want to know what happened there. So if you could just give us a little background, that'd be great. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm over 40. Um, in your life, you're, you're a young man. Uh, I think in one's life, there's a lot of defining moments like moments where it changes you forever as a, as a man, uh, as a human. And, um, you know, I came from a very, very poor, poor country, right? South Korea at that time. And then, you know, when I, as soon as I came to America, um, I got leukemia, right? So I went through this years of chemotherapy, losing all my hair, like two, three times getting picked on at school. And I remember like, staying in the nurse's office my, throughout my junior high life. And people would come and like flip my hat and, and pull my hair out and just like bully me, right? But I was always in a fight or flight situation. I would always flight. I, I would always run and I would always hide because I was this cancer kid, bald. My face was all bloated from the prednisones and the chemotherapy that I was taking. 
and you know I survived. I, I'm I'm in remission, right? But there was a there was a moment where we're playing dodgeball, right? And we had this kid. He was six foot two, center, okay, of the basketball team. I was like maybe five one, five two. I don't know. I was very small at the time. We're playing dodgeball, and he throws a ball. And I was wearing glasses at the time too, right? So he throws a ball in my face, and my my glasses breaks, and I'm out. So the next game, I take off my glasses and I throw one at him, and it hit him in the face and get him out. And he starts chasing me. Okay, all right. Now I'm scared. I'm running for my life. Picture this little Asian kid running and this big Goliath. I call this my David and Goliath moment. He's chasing me. I am scared. Right. And some of my friends said, "John, stop acting like the you know p word, right? The chicken word." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I stopped. And I I looked at him as he was running up to me. I just picked him up, threw him on the ground, and I didn't know how to fight then. But I was just you know just I I won. I kicked his butt, right? And he went yeah. to the office, and my coaches, you know, uh, said you don't have to go to the office because he's the one that started it. You know what I mean? You just defended yourself. So after that day, it changed me as a man. And some people may not agree with me, but I think bullies are necessary, right? Because without him, I would have always been a runner. I, w- I would, I would never had an opportunity to stand up for myself and and do it. And when that happened, it literally I realized fear is just. All, all in your mind, but once you face the fear and you go across it, the result could be either spectacular for your life or it could be devastating, right? But I was willing to take that chance, right? I could have got my butt whooped, right? But after that, my life changed. I went from this like frail little kid to this guy who wanted to just beat up people all the time. So after that, I, I, I went to organized crime and got into a lot of trouble, went to jail, <laughs> uh, fighting so many times. I went to two county. My last bond was like $80,000. Um, and then what I realized was that I was trying to prove to the world that I'm not the scared kid anymore, right? Like that I'm tough. But the second defining moment was I thought I could fight because I was winning all the street fights. I was fighting two, three times a week, going to jail, in and out. I don't even remember how many times I've been to jail for fighting. And then I went to go train MMA, right? And then I realized I can't fight because these guys, these guys were beating me up in such a way where, like in jiu-jitsu, you're, you're completely done. You have zero energy left, and they're on top of you, and they're just slapping you. What are you going to do about it? And as I lay there, and thinking that I was a tough guy because I was in the gang, right? That was the first time I ever felt so helpless. Like, literally, this man on top of me could do whatever he wants to me right now. Right. There's, nothing yeah. I, there's nothing I could do. So I felt helpless. And I learned how to fight two, three years. And then that changed my perspective on life as well. Because now, I wasn't just trying to beat up people, trying to prove people wrong. I knew how to fight compared to an average person. So I fought less. Right. And that changed me. And then final thing before we get into crypto is when I had my son, uh, it changed my worldview. I said, I can't mess up anymore. I can't, you know, go to jail. I can't I can't do any of that. I have to change my life. So what I did was 
I went to this prayer center and I didn't eat for 23 days. I fasted for 23 days, just drinking water and wanted to change my life. And I had a come to Jesus moment, literally. And um, after that, my, my life changed from the darkness into the light, right? So that's when I knew how strong my mentality was that if I said, I'm not gonna eat for 23 days, I'm not gonna eat for 23 days. You know what I mean? And I lost 40 yeah. pounds dur during that fast. And uh, it, it, it changed the trajectory course of my life. And then right after that, I did homeless ministry for three years, did not get paid out of my own pocket, took a homeless person inside my home, got robbed, still did it, still fed, started with one person. We started feeding thousand people a week, all just from a tent with no yeah. donations, with nothing. Okay. And then I started a business. I brought $10,000 from my dad. And in five years, I opened 15 businesses. Okay. I slept maybe two, three hours a night. I just hustled. And let me tell you why I hustled. And we're about to get into Litecoin. Okay. I did not graduate high school. Okay. I don't have education. I, I always say I'm a simple man with a simple plan. Well, I'm not dumb. I'm just simple in the way that I approach life. It's either fight or flight. Anything that I see in life, it's either you're going to go for it or you're not going to go for it. There's no in between for me. Okay. So I started 15 businesses and it was, you know, it did well. And then I caught the, the, the Litecoin bug in 2000, early 2017. Mm -hmm. um, what happened was uh, I bought Bitcoin with cash at a local authorized T-Mobile dealer <laughs> for like, uh, I think at the time it was like $800 or something. Nice. And then my, my wife at the time uh, wanted to buy some Ethereum. So she bought some Ethereum. And you know, when you first get in, you think you're a trader. So you start trading. And I yeah. was trying to move Bitcoin to other exchanges. And oh my God, it took so long. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I figured it out. I'm going to buy Litecoin, send it, and then switch it over to Bitcoin and whatever, whatever I wanted to buy. Yeah. So that's um, when I realized the speed is so important as far as like moving coins around. And yeah. that's, that's when I fell into fell in love with Litecoin. And I always say this, I did not choose the passion, but it chose me. And it took me to a place I could not go without it. So, so many people think that I just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be passionate about something. It, it doesn't work like that. Like it literally gripped me and there was nothing else that I wanted to do, but Litecoin. But here's the problem. I wasn't technical. I didn't have a degree. I mean, I was everything that, that the blockchain space did not need. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the time, everybody was like MIT coder developer. And I remember being on Twitter and everybody just arguing about which coin is better, which coin is pumping, whatever. And I said to myself, okay, first, I got to do what I do best. You know what that is, Carlos? Uh, I don't know, man. I just see you as a passionate guy. And I mean, okay. uh, tell me. So, so I said, I got to do what I do best. Take risk. I've been doing it all my life. Like, let me tell you, before you fight someone in the streets, okay, you have, you're scared, okay? But it's either you're gonna throw the punch or not. 
it's a split second decision and I always okay I always went for it I don't I didn't care if I thought I was gonna lose but boom and you know last time I fought I took down a six foot four bouncer and put him to sleep in 30 seconds okay so I'm a risk taker I just jump I go for it right so when I was in my gangster days I remember a guy he came up to me he put a gun to my head I I put my forehead into the gun barrel and I said, shoot me, you know, mofo. I was like, either you're going to have the balls to shoot me, okay, or you, I'm going to call your bluff and I'm going to whoop your ass. So when he did that, I pushed my head against the barrel. I said, shoot me, MF. And he started shaking and I hit him and, and, and just knocked him out, right? So what am I saying? So whenever the Litecoin bug got me, I said, I got to take risk. I know one thing I can do better than all these people on Twitter is to go out and willing to suffer as much as possible, more than anyone that I know that is willing to go. Okay. And that's how I started to follow Charlie and I DM'd him drunk. And I said, Charlie, listen, man, I don't know. And I told him my whole life story. I'm an ex gangster. Yeah. I've been in and out of jail. I've messed up a lot. I've changed my life. I want to be a part of this Litecoin, you know, revolution. I don't have anything to offer. I, I, I literally try to think of a way to tell you that I'm, I'm valuable, but I have nothing to say to you. But yeah. I said this, but Charlie, if you give me one chance, I swear to you, I will find a way to add value to Litecoin. And they said, you got it. And they invited me to Litecoin Foundation. And then at the time, my, like, my Twitter handle was Satoshi Lights Bodyguard. Yeah, and then, I remember. Yeah, seven months later, I became his physical bodyguard at the first Litecoin Foundation event conference, right? So that's kind of summing it up. And for me, it's this. I said from the get-go that everybody in Litecoin was down on their investment. And I promised myself that I would not take money from the community while everybody was down. And my goal was to prove that anyone Okay, anyone can make it in this space without a high school diploma, without a diploma, like all that. So yeah. I wanted to prove one thing that it doesn't matter about your excuses. I'm giving you a blueprint that long as you are willing to suffer and go out, that you can succeed in this space. That's, that's message number one. Message number two was I will not ask for money from a community that's already down on their investment, right? I didn't get paid by Litecoin Foundation. I didn't get paid. I didn't ask people for donation. I didn't ask people to super chat. None of that, right? I'm not hating on people who do. It, but it was a conviction of mine that I'm not going to take money or ask for money from people who, who are down on their investment like me. I just didn't, didn't think it was fair. So I went out. And then in due time, Ben Astrin came to me and said, hey, you want to do a podcast with me? I didn't ask him. And I told him, I said, I'm not that smart. He said, well, I think you're smarter than me when it comes to crypto. I said, let's go for it. Now we have a podcast. So I think everything that I, I did, I think I did it with my conviction and what I truly believed in. And money followed me. I never ch chased after money. I'm not that great of a trader either, but it, it followed me. And now I'm in a position where I proved everybody, everything that I said I was going to do, I did it. I bought my mom. 
a Benz. I, I told you guys I would put it in a nice place, luxury apartment. I, and after that, I said I was going to get my own place. I'm here. And then I said I was going to get a Lambo. It's about to be done. So I just wanted to tell people that whether you like me or not, okay, I, I have never tried to scam people. I never tried to ask for money. Yeah, I can prove to you in DM. People used to say, hey, man, I know you work in store. Can I send you some Litecoin? I said, no. If you are up in your investment and you really, really, really want to bless me, you can. But if you're down on your investment, hold on to it. And here's the thing. So many people think it's so easy to turn down money. You know, I've been offered $200 per retweet. I've never taken it. And I've been offered money from other coins to help me push their coins. I never took it. You know how much money I turned down just so that I can be trusted by the community, just so that I can be transparent, just so that I can be loyal to Litecoin to the end. Because my goal is to exonerate Charlie Lee and to make sure everyone who invested in Litecoin makes it. That's it. And I may be gone after that, right? So when these people come at me like, oh, your, your predictions were wrong, whatever. Listen, I've been more wrong than right, okay? But let me tell you one thing. There's nobody in this space that is more consistent than I am. I am right. a perma Litecoin bull. Sometimes I'm wrong about my feelings, but guess what? I know where it's going and I'm gonna make sure, I'm gonna make sure that when you lose the motivation to go on, that I'm gonna inspire you to keep going. And there's so many things in my DMs. People write me, John, I was about to call it quits. And then you inspired me to hold on. You inspired me to keep buying. And now they're like, John, I just want to say thank you, dude. Because of you, my, 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 my financial life has changed. My family's doing well. Look, at the end of the day, the people, the amount of people that you help, okay, it all comes back. The universe somehow rewards those who do it in the right way. Now, you know, you know, the rock. Yeah. The movie oh, yeah. star rock. I, He's I have, ripped. I have his clothes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So he wakes up four in the morning. He works out hard and whatever. Right. But he's on steroids. Okay. I'm, I'm a 40 year old that does not do any supplements. Mm -hmm. And I go to the gym twice a day. Okay. And I work out my butt off. Okay. There's a difference between being enhanced by a, performance enhancing drug and going in there as a 40 year old person naturally refusing to take a shortcut. Yeah. And I refuse to take a shortcut in this game of crypto. And since I did not, I've been rewarded. Listen, I made more money from outside people who gave me crypto because they were grateful because I provided a service for them. I helped them recover a wallet. I, I helped them, you know, just whatever, right? And people are like, you know, oh, you, you know, you, you think you're bad. The Lambo, I have an investor who I got into crypto. He made millions of dollars. He's buying me a brand new Lambo when, it, when Litecoin is $360. I'm not spending my Litecoin, right? <laughs> so people are like, why would you spend Litecoin? Why you wanna buy Lambo? Okay, number one, let me be 100% honest with you. I like attention. Why do you think I'm on social media? I like when people say nice things about me. I love encouragement. 
I love when, when, I, when I'm ghosting with people recognize me. Is that a sin? I love it. So I'm going to get this Lambo and I'm in this nice place because yeah. I promised myself one year I'm going to treat myself to the best place and the best car. And it's happening. So don't hate on me. The Lambo is a gift. Fully paid. <laughs> it looks good too. It's orange and man, oh, it, I haven't it looks picked all it yet. I haven't, I haven't bought My it year. yet. The, the orange one is the guy who I convinced uh-huh. okay. over text message how to add Coinbase Commerce so he can accept Litecoin. But I'm looking at a couple of other options and which one I'm going to buy. But remember, I will not buy until Litecoin hits 360. That's why I say Litecoin all-time high to me is $360. As soon as it hits it, the Lambo's being bought. Boom. <laughs> man, that, yeah, that's huge, man. Maybe you should get it blue so it kind of you can put a decal of like Litecoin or something there. Yeah, see, there you go. I'm not playing, son. I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing with you. Litecoin I'm evangelist right here. I'm the walking, talking billboard of Litecoin. I've been to seven different countries, travel around the United States, tens of thousands of miles on the road. I put in the work, the sweat, and the tears. Respect. He's done it. The Litecoin he, evangelist. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Respect sorry, the guy. Sorry. I mean, no, no. you. I mean... Look, man, all the respect goes to you. I mean, I, I, like I said, I've been around 2017. I've known you. I mean, trust me, there were times. And look, right now, and yeah, ever since the first coin I bought was Litecoin. But man, after 2017 happened and Litecoin was getting to 300, I was like, man, I need to buy more. I need to get my fiance or my, it was girlfriend then, fiance now. Man, you got to buy Litecoin. You know, we're going to make it. We're going to be rich in the future. It's going to get to $1,000. Well, she bought at 300, crashed to 20. You know how that went. She was uh, not happy for the next couple of years. But, um, you know, what I'm trying to say is you've been through the ups and through the downs. And I kid you not, as much of a supporter that I am of Litecoin, you held it together for me too. Because when I thought, man, I don't know. I think I've lost all my money. Maybe I should just sell it. Maybe I should go into something else. I don't know. I mean, through your tweets and, and a lot of what you said, I mean, you did inspire me to, you know, just keep holding. And here we are now. It dropped to 20. And now we're close to reaching all-time high again. And, you know, but it's crazy, you know, out of the little, the, the story that you just told me, there's so many, like, things we could talk about right now. It's crazy. I mean, all these pointers. And the crazy thing is I've heard so many of these pointers that you mentioned from different people all in separate pieces but when i listen to you it's they're all like it's like universal it's like universal message that just connects into one and you're kind of giving me that vibe because look you're talking about this you don't need a master's degree to kill it an investment no way and you know what you want to know something i recently graduated from college a year ago and the director of the economics program knew me Great guy. I love him. He does a great job. He got me and convinced me to do a master's degree in economics. You know how, how long I lasted? How long? Two months. Two months. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, and look, I'm smart. I'm 4.0 GPA, all that BS, which ultimately doesn't matter at all about success. Nothing. It doesn't. Trust me. So much of what I've learned in college does not apply to anything I do has not taught me anything about money, has not taught me anything about how to be financial, financially successful. 
everything I've learned, I've actually learned it through Twitter, through my own research, through listening to podcasts, through personal growth. And so, you know, when I was doing this, dude, I mean, literally, when you think economics, you're thinking, okay, we're going to talk about demand and supply. We're going to talk about, um, you know, how to make money doing this and that. You know, you want to know what they were teaching me? Calculus. What? Calculus. Cal literally, <laughs> how to calculate a damn point in a graph. And I'm thinking, really? Really? So you're telling me I'm going to go to some business out there and we'll need to do calculus and do all this paperwork to figure out how to find a point in the graph. No, it's all software and you do it on a computer. I'm like, and then I looked at the curriculum. Okay, this class is calculus one, calculus two, next class is three, and it just keeps going. And I'm like, um, no, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> and so, you know, I love the guy. I mean, my reputation was a little bit on the line too, because, you know, I had a, you know, I respected the guy. He respected me and, you know, I, I quit. And so uh, even my family was like, well, what are you doing? I mean, wh why are you doing this? Don't, don't you think that this is going to give you a good job? Well, you know, I, I took risk and that, that's a little bit of the risk that you're talking about. So, so see, I'm making connections, right? And so could it have maybe landed me a better job out there? I don't know. But look, now, ever since I quit that, I've been fully invested and fully focused in crypto, Litecoin. I'm making this podcast. I'm talking to you. I mean, I would have never thought I'd been talking to you. And I can guarantee you, if I would have kept doing that master's degree and wouldn't decide, have, wouldn't decided to, you know, grow some balls and just jump out of that, I don't think I don't know if I would be doing this. And so I'm talking <laughs> to Charlie Lee, John Kim, founders of other coins. It's crazy. And so, and I love it. That's the best thing. And I'm passionate about it. And you know, not only is it helping me, it's helping other people. Right. And so right. that's a cool thing, you know that. By me willing to take that risk, which I'm connecting the dots to your story, although my risk has nothing to do with what you've done, um, you know, I can see how, what, what you mean. And, you know, suffering, and I talked to Bitcoin Ben, and we, we touched a key point. Suffering is required in order to be successful. And in this, at least Western culture, you know, because I, I come from, from Mexico, and I tell you something, down there, we didn't have much. We didn't have anything. My family is working their asses off down there, working hard. They go through, you know, there's violence in the streets. There's this and that, right? It, it's much different. And the suffering that I've learned by just looking at my family and by actually living there, like I understand how, how much work is, is valuable and suffering in order to get to where you want to be, right? And so, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with that. And, but, you know, I mean, I mean when it comes to, I mean, when it comes to suffering, right? Like, um, you know, have you seen Ben Askren's ear? Mm -hmm. He's got major, like I've, I've seen some bad cauliflower. I have cauliflower ears from MMA. Every morning I had to get a needle from the uh, vet, vet store, small needle, yeah. and just take the fluids out. So my ear inside is all hard, but Ben's is like protruding out, right? Yeah. So I always tell people, before you fight someone, check the ears. If the ears are all crazy, don't 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 mess with that guy, right? So the <laughs> the reason I'm saying this is because I work out all the time. It's an uphill battle to be in the gym, you know, without any enhancements, and it's just like you have to suffer, right? You have to suffer, and there's a there's a process to everything. We all want everything instantaneously, yeah. but anything that I've done in my life, it took years 
of literal like training and like subduing my mind, my fear, everything. It took years to become good at something, right? So the reason I'm saying this, I remember when Litecoin hit 22, I remember where I was. I was at David Schwartz's basement because he had, he let me he let me sleep there because I went to Wisconsin to meet Ben Askren. And I remember saying to myself, no, this is not hard enough. I still have options. I still have option to maybe go back to where I was from and make money. This is not suffering enough. And I said to myself, if, if it ends here, the story's not good enough. Yeah. My story must be great because people are going to be inspired by my story. And I said, it has to go lower. It has to be worse than this. And it actually, 2020 was the worst for me because that was the day that year uh, my ex literally gave up on me, literally looked at me like I was a failure and a loser. And with everything that I had going, that was my heart, boom, a dagger to my heart. And I said to myself, I've hit rock bottom. It's time to go up. Mm -hmm. And it did. It's crazy. And it did. It's crazy. And you know, one year later, I am in a position where they will never look at me with those same eyes again. And I did it with my blood, sweat, and tears. And that I'm proud of. With everything that I have, I'm just proud of the fact that I did not cut corner, that I gave my everything to Litecoin, and Charlie Lee had my back 100% the whole time. Never told me what to do. He just always talked to me and told me, John, you're doing great. You're like the face of Litecoin, you know? And, and I know some of the things I don't agree with you, but you just be you. And, you know, at one point I was offered a, a big position at the Litecoin Foundation, uh -huh. right? And I said, no, I don't qualify. I'm <laughs> so, listen, I am so brutally honest with myself that when, when, when an opportunity comes to me and I know that I'm not qualified for it, I'll reject it and say, hey, here's a better candidate, right? So like me being in Charlie's life, Charlie always tells me one thing, John, you always do everything from your heart. And he said, the reason I got your back, the reason I'm your friend is because you have heart. Like I've been watching you and you just have heart and you just say what you feel. You don't try to like lie about it and gloss it over. You're you all the time and that's why I like you. And I think that is the biggest compliment anyone can, can, can tell you if, if you have a friend, that they trust you yeah. and they appreciate that you are real all the time. Even though being real sucks because then I have to be vulnerable and let people know where I'm at and how much yeah. I suck sometimes. Listen, guys, out of seven days, I suck four days. But three days, I'm pretty dang good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's true. Take one step back, two steps forward. That's the way to go. Right, right, that's crazy, right. man. But so what would you recommend or or if you were to advise people? Look, I, I know so many people and even crypto. If you just look around, people want to get rich so damn quick. It's crazy, man. They look for 
the cheapest coin they look for for anything and it's not just crypto but we're talking crypto right now there's so many people that want to kill it big in something that want to be known for something that want to be huge about something i mean what do you say to those people and it's part of our culture too because we like to have things now quick right around the corner take me there bring me the food quick do this i mean what how do you say it and it brings me back to this point i had i had a realization moment a couple of years ago you know when i first got into crypto i got because of the money i didn't understand any of it but then i thought holy crap this is like this is gonna be changing everything the current system is completely rigged it doesn't respect your nine to five job it doesn't respect your effort that you're putting into your job because it devalues the dollars, the hard earned dollars and sweat that you put on the floor to make that money. People don't realize that. Right. People don't realize that. And so similar to what you're saying, look, you got to realize that you cannot get rich quick. Good things don't come out of just wanting them. You got to put the time in and the effort. But right. similarly, how do you get the people to explain? Because look, it's, to me, it's actually sad and a little bit disappointing that even though I tell people so much that Bitcoin and Litecoin and decentralization is the escape and it will protect your money, it will protect your hard work and effort, they don't get it and they don't want to get it. They're too complacent. What do you well, say to those people? Well, you can't. They have to go through it. You know, um, I, I think some of the some of the things that I hold dear uh, when I look at myself in the morning um, Number one, I'm brutally honest with myself and my skills and, and what I lack and, and what I'm pretty good at. And I don't have sense of entitlement. I don't feel like that I should I des I should get something for nothing. Yeah. I feel like that as a man, you should earn everything, right? Earn your fame, earn your money, earn your Litecoin, earn everything, right? And and delayed gratification. Because the best gratification is delayed gratification. But we live in a world of instant gratification, right? And the reason it's very nearly impossible for, for people to make it in crypto is because you look at your phone every single day and look at the price. Let me give you an example. If you haven't seen somebody that you love in like two months and they come back, you can tell if they gained weight or lost weight. Okay? Right away. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. you lost weight. But you're with them all the time? You don't even know. Yeah. Okay. So, so many people are being tricked right now into looking at prices every day and it's training them to become very impatient, not just impatient, like very impatient. Right. So according to my experience, okay. Wisdom, remember wisdom is knowledge lived out. Wisdom is not knowledge. It's actual knowledge gained and you live it out. And then you can tell people with passion because you actually um, went through it and you know the answer because you applied it in real life, right? So I'm telling you this from experience. And I'm sorry, this may not be the best thing for Litecoin. Holding Bitcoin was the best investment strategy for me. Okay? Yeah. And I never... Hardly, like, maybe sometimes I go back and forth, buy Litecoin, Bitcoin, whatever. But the base of the Bitcoin I have, I don't, I don't even think about selling it. I don't care if your coin goes up 5,000%. And here's the trick. 
Everybody says, oh, I just went 5,000%. But guess what? They are, the greed has got them now. So they can't even sell because they're looking for another 5,000%. And guess yeah. what? It's going to go down 90% in value and they're going to be stuck with the bag like we were stuck with the bag for three, four years. So yeah. my suggestion is this. I always tell, tell people this, but people don't know. I have a company. Okay, let's say I have a company. This is how my brain works. I simplify everything down. I have a company. The CEO is Bitcoin. Okay, that is the most important position. Okay, and then right under the, 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 the executives, right, is Litecoin. And if you like Ethereum, but I don't hold any Ethereum, it's Litecoin. These are the people who are making all my decisions, but Bitcoin's at, at the top. And then underneath these two foundation, I have altcoins, which is 10%. Yeah. Because 10%, okay, in alts, if it goes up 5,000%, 1,000%, then you weigh up, right? But that 90% will always keep you secure in storing your value because yeah. Bitcoin is the ultimate what? Ultimate store king. of value. value. Yeah. yeah. Store value, which means it needs to be on top of your portfolio as the most trusted, as the most secure, as the most proven, as the most well-known, the biggest brand that yeah. should be at the top. And then I believe it's Litecoin because Proof of work, no one can do proof of work anymore. There's too many eyes on it. Bitcoin and Litecoin flew under the radar because at that time, nobody cared about blockchain. Now it has become its spread, right? The hash rates, the, 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 the decentralization of Bitcoin and Litecoin has gone so far that now it has become uncensorable, okay? Yeah. Unhackable, right? So now you try to do a proof of work coin. No, you get 51% attack right, right from the gate. That's right. why people are trying to do proof of stake because they know deep inside, they cannot do proof of work anymore. And I'm betting on Bitcoin and Litecoin because it is the top two, king of SHA-256, king of script, 98% dominance on script. Thank you, Dogecoin. <laughs> it, it literally is the best in, in each algorithm. It is the king, right? And since nobody can duplicate a proof of work coin anymore, how valuable will Bitcoin and Litecoin be? Even Ethereum is changing to proof of stake, okay? If Bitcoin and Litecoin are the only truly decentralized proof of work cryptocurrency, I'm betting that in the future, what is rare goes up in value. What yeah. cannot be duplicated goes up in value. So I'm putting all into Bitcoin and Litecoin. And Bitcoin is at the top as far as investing amount is concerned. Yeah. No, That's the I truth. Mean, that, That's the truth. That, that is the truth. And that is ultimately Bitcoin is a store of value. And, you know, I recently made a post and I said, hey, look, when Litecoin hits $1,000, which I know it will. Um, I'm going to take some profits. And some people are like, 
well, what are you, what are you talking about here? And, and actually I made a tweet yesterday. I was like, man, it terrifies me at night knowing that I don't own enough Bitcoin. <laughs> and, and people are like, well, how about Litecoin? I'm like, yeah, Litecoin. Yeah, great. It is great. It's amazing. But when I think Bitcoin, it, it, it's ultimately the king and it's a store of value. We need it. And as much as I like Litecoin, I also hold Bitcoin, you know, I, and even Charlie said, you know, when I interviewed him, it's like, man, if you hold 100% Litecoin, you're going to have a heart attack at some point. That's his words. Like yeah. the, the fluctuation will be there. And so yeah. it's always good to have Bitcoin and Litecoin. And look, they're going to coexist. Those people that say that like Bitcoin is going to replace Litecoin or you know what I mean? They're always going to coexist. You know? I don't know. I mean, Carlos, th Carlos, let me tell you why it will. And this is not some intelligent like discourse or, or, or little little speech that I'm going to give. I'm telling you because I spend I'm 100 percent in cryptocurrency. Well, about 95 percent. I have some physical silver. I'm telling you as a person who lives off of crypto every single day. OK. You don't even think about selling Bitcoin. But in my mind, I sell Litecoin every day to pay, pay for stuff. Yeah. So already in my mind, Litecoin is a means of exchange. I can use it as a payment tool. But Bitcoin has already turned into something that I need to hold for a long time and never spend. Now, yeah. when, when the whole world changes to cryptocurrency, then people aren't going to be spending Bitcoin. They're not. Because as soon as you understand the value of Bitcoin, it's no longer something you need to spend, but it's something that you need to hoard, hold, yeah. and pass it down to your children and the generations, right? It's just like gold. People hoard gold, silver, not so much, right? So I'm telling you from experience, it will coexist, and Bitcoin will be like, like what Michael Saylor said on my podcast, it's like owning a property in New York City or Tokyo, right? Yeah. It's something yeah. you don't even you don't even touch. You just wait until it goes up and you pass it down. But Litecoin does both. It's also a store of value, but it's also a means of exchange. And it's easier to spend because of the price point. But at some point, people may not spend that either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so I want to touch on this real quick. Okay, guys, listen. When people say Bitcoin is a store of value, people just say that because they heard it somewhere. Listen, it stores your value. Okay, one more time. It stores your money, energy, time that you work for. It stores your value. Now, does that only apply to fiat? No. Bitcoin stores your value from other cryptocurrencies too. Does that make yeah. sense? People yeah. think this is a fiat thing. No, there's 7,000 coins out there. If you 5,000 X, trust me, you want to take some profit in Bitcoin because it will store your value. <laughs> Very yeah. simple. Always take profit into Bitcoin. Don't worry about this is going to go 10,000%. That is greed talking because, listen, once you hit 
5,000%. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm rich. That's not realized. You're just seeing numbers, okay? And you think you're strong enough to resist that another, I think it may do another 5,000%. You think you're strong enough to resist that another 5,000% <laughs> when you think that you're going to take this 5,000%, make it another 5,000%? Do you think you can sell? You can't sell. You won't sell, right? And you'll sell when it starts going down, right? Yeah. So this is all I'm saying, guys. If you want to win in this game, the name of the game is storing all your value, cryptocurrency, fiat, gold, your time, everything, into Bitcoin. That's how you win, long term, yeah. right? You own yeah. one, you win. You win. Yeah. Listen, if you own one whole Bitcoin, you've already won. Yeah. You've already won. But if you hold thousands of other coins and no Bitcoin, you literally did not understand the game of crypto. Yeah. Because the end game is Bitcoin, Litecoin, maybe Ethereum, these blue chips. Okay. That's the end game. But people on Twitter are like, yeah, I'm glad I got a Litecoin and I jumped on ADA and, and went up 3,000%. First of all, you're lying because you FOMO'd <laughs> in very late. Yeah. Okay. So don't be telling me you 5,000X. Five, Listen, I have 40X. Okay. I have 40X. I know how it feels to 40X. And I did that by holding for a long time. I didn't jump in. So this is what I'm telling you. People who are going 6,000, 8,000%, guess who just got rich? Yeah. The <laughs> long-term hodlers who got in when it was literally at 8 cents, 2 cents. And then you jump in because you saw it at 2,000%. And then it's at a ceiling. Guys, listen. 2021, so many coins just jumped out of the gate like a bull. Went up 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Guess what? He who has the last laugh laughs the loudest. Listen, 2021 is the bull year. You don't want to start the year off already capped at 5,000, 6,000%. You want to start the half of the year not even hitting all-time high. And then you want to shock everyone at the end of the year, just like Litecoin did in 2017 with 10,000% rise, okay? That's what I'm betting on. And get and all these people right here, all these people who claim they got 5,000%, some have, most didn't, okay? They are so stuck into that coin for a promise of another 2,000%, they cannot recognize the Litecoin that is about to melt multiple faces to everyone in this world. They cannot see it because of greed. I'm telling you this, you want to get into blue chip coins that hasn't hit all time high yet. That is <laughs> the most rational investment advice that I can give to people, but it's not investment advice, by the way. <laughs> but it's crazy though, because it's so true. And a lot of people look at the Litecoin or Cardano or whatever USD pair Almost every chart I put that because I, I, I like charting and I like messing around with money trading here and there. But ultimately, I accumulate Bitcoin, Litecoin. But 
when I do chart something, it is Litecoin against Bitcoin. It is not Litecoin against just US dollar because that's misleading. Look at how Litecoin is trading against the store of value, which is Bitcoin. And if you look at the charts, guys, Litecoin is on the verge of exploding. It is almost, listen to this, it is almost at all time high. I mean, it's getting close, a couple hundred, $100 more, and it's close. And if you look at the Litecoin to Bitcoin chart, look, this is the top of Litecoin against Bitcoin two, three years ago. Now it's right here, right here. And it's right about here, right about here. And it's all, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it has so much more potential and it's almost at all time high. And I made a, a tweet. I was like, I circled the points at which you should buy Litecoin against Bitcoin. And I'm like, winners buy here. Losers buy at the very top. And some people are like, well, yeah, I mean, and it is true. I mean, and people don't get it. And then it's blue they chip. Don't hear you. They don't hear you. They don't they, hear you. Here's, no, why. And, Here's why. No amount of money in the world, no amount of developers, okay, can buy history. We have nine plus years of history without even a hiccup. Listen, so whenever I tweet this, this is probably what, one of the things I tweet the most about zero downtime of Litecoin, okay? People think that's some easy feat. People think like when I tweet that, I'm just like preaching to the choir. I'm just like, you know, I, I don't have nothing. Listen, I've never in my life so far seen something go nine plus years with zero downtime. Yeah. Name me one. Even Bitcoin had hiccup. It's 99.98% uptime, right? Ethereum had the DAO hack. I mean, name me one thing in cryptocurrency or any. Instagram's always down. Twitter's down. Stellar was down the other day. A couple weeks ago, Stellar was down for like seven hours. Someone like, hacked you the treasury of the US too. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you telling me that being perfect for nine plus years doesn't have value? you telling me as a boxer or MMA fighter, Litecoin is kind of like Khabib Nurmagomedov. The guy has never lost a round. He retired undefeated. He mauled everyone. That's okay? crazy. Litecoin literally has never had a hiccup. Network in nine plus years. And people are telling me, oh, Cordano's the next best thing. Oh, data. Listen, you're not even on PayPal. <laughs> you're not even on Coinbase. <laughs> exactly. You're not even on Coinbase. You just barely got on Coinbase. And you're telling me it's the future? Really? No, really? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, no, it's true. <laughs> and it's crazy, it's though, true. because, yeah, just like you're talking about living. Yeah, a lot of people call me risky for being all in crypto and then i'm like oh really have you seen what's happened since the pandemic started all assets commodities equities bitcoin crypto litecoin have skyrocketed to all-time high as the dollar has been getting pummeled thanks to the federal reserve and the government so if you think about it all the money that's in in bitcoin and litecoin for me 
how is it risky? It's actually more risky in my eyes and my opinion to be holding dollars than right, to right. actually so, be holding Bitcoin. But they don't get people don't get that. And I'm like, guys, listen. And number one, I can live by actually holding crypto. PayPal, I can spend it. Light wallet with Litecoin card. I can use it anywhere. I can go to the groceries and spend with Litecoin right, while, right. That's, while that's, I store value. Yeah, just people people aren't there yet. They don't understand that it's really spendable anywhere. And, um, you know, if, if I, I left August 6, 2018, I sold everything. You know what? If I didn't, I'd be bankrupt right now. Yeah. Because of the because of the pandemic. Yeah, true. Okay. So what at the time was probably the most risky thing that I've done in my life, right? Proved to be one of the wisest things I've done in my life. Right? Yeah. So but the process, right. but the process from 2018 to now, the process was very hard. Suffered a lot. Slept in my truck, slept in, you know, roach motels, got a virus, slept in people's couches. You know, so I said to myself this year, there's only one really, just this may be simple. There was one thing I really wanted to do, okay, was to sleep on a nice bed. Yeah. Because but since 2018, I've never slept comfortably in my own bed, okay? So... Upstairs right now, I have a king-size bed from a very expensive contemporary bed frame and a four-inch king-size purple mattress that I drool at night when I sleep on. <laughs> and I open my bedroom blinds. It's all glass, by the way. J.P. Morgan Chase is staring right at me. I will be witnessing their demise because I know how much Chase made me, like effed me. So me, this is a silent battle to take down the most corrupt system in this world, which is the banks, right? So I get to lay down, finally, sleep in my own bed, drooling in the, in the most comfortable bed I've ever slept in, looking at JP Morgan, knowing that they're going to go down. It's just a matter of time because of yeah. Bitcoin and Litecoin. It is. Love and, my but life. See, right it's amazing. And, and hey, more power to you. But people, so what do you think it's going to take? I mean, I, I mean, we do know what it's going to take. I mean, shit's going to have to hit the fan for, you know, people to realize that, hey, you know, crypto is a way out. However, I mean, I think the moment people start realizing that, hey, so I want to touch this point right now. So I, I want to I hear your take on government control, government lies, central power, right? When I look at crypto, one of the core theses for me to being in crypto, Bitcoin and Litecoin, and see, hear me out on this, guys, if you're listening, Bitcoin and Litecoin, not some dumb thing that claims it's decentralized. Because it's really not. There's so many coins out there that claim they are. Bitcoin and Litecoin are fully decentralized. Complete ownership of your coins. You don't need to, no central authorities overseeing your transactions. They're not controlling your funds. They're not printing it. They're not doing anything. The current system, it's completely the opposite. 
And I was actually, I got a credit card, you know, because I went with my fiance to get something at a bank, you know, because we're trying to get approved for a, a house and all this mess. And we ended up getting a credit card. I'm actually reading the little pamphlet they gave me. Oh, yeah, we can share who you spend money with. We can share for marketing purposes what you're doing. We can share how much you're holding. We can share this. We can share. Like, really? <laughs> what a what a stupid joke. And so, you know, that, that was one like aha moment out of many that I've had. Look, I don't trust banks. I, I'm going to tell you something, and I'll probably get maybe fired one day because I actually work for the government. I don't trust the government. <laughs> and and it's like i mean i hope my boss doesn't see this but um it's just crazy man i mean they've lied to our to our fucking faces man i mean when it comes to everything wars when it comes to even health concerns during the pandemic they've lied to us i'm not gonna get into the whole thing but dude i mean the the entire system the centralized system is not there for us. It is there for corruption. It is there for power control. And Bitcoin and Litecoin give the freedom to actually have money that is not state controlled. And money well, is one well, of the actually, most. Carlos, Carlos, you 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 bring up a good point. Um, decentralization is really important, right? But I believe Bitcoin and Litecoin. The most important thing that it does, that it revives trust again yeah yeah you know what i mean that's, like that, we've yeah. li we're living in a world right now we have lost trust in our government in our banks even even with each other we don't trust that people if, if they're coughing if they have covid like we're living in a world where trust has been minimized so much that the world is hungry is starving for something to trust in and Bitcoin and Litecoin is that one thing that is not in the hands of the few and yeah. it's decentralized and it allows people in this world to be able to trust again. And to me, that itself is more important and bigger than the value of it. Value, US dollar value of the coin. Yeah, you're right. We, listen, trust. Without trust, nothing in this world can be achieved. Listen, you trust that your car is going to get you from A to B. You trust that your brakes are going to work, right? Every day, yeah. we have faith and trust as we live our lives. But we have lost all trust in anything that has to do with man. Yeah, true. If we have to trust in another, because we're all flawed. We're all flawed, no matter how great we try to live this life in the most ethical way, we're flawed as a human being. You're telling me a group of 12 people that's flawed can make the best decision for the whole world? No. So in conclusion, the biggest thing Bitcoin and Litecoin did for the world is to be able to trust again in the financial system. Sit. Right. Right. And it's huge because people yeah. don't realize when you think about it, in reality, money is one of the most important things in our life. People say, oh yeah, happiness, this and that. Dude, you need dollars. You need money to go eat lunch and support your family. 
and yeah. raise your people. And and the moment people start realizing that Bitcoin and Litecoin are the money of the future, that respect your time and give you trust, it's going to be the moment. I mean, look, we're, we're so early and I want to ask you about this. I don't know. You know I want to know if you what your opinion is on where we are in the cycle for Bitcoin and, and crypto. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but the more I think about it, we are so, I mean, I said this three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, even right now, I feel like we're so damn early in this space. When I tell my in-laws to buy Bitcoin and Litecoin, they're like, well, aren't we buying at kind of like the peak? Dude, you are so damn early. It's, it's not even funny. No one knows about this yet. Even as Tesla, which everyone knows, Elon Musk, even as he is disclosing that he buys Bitcoin, people don't get it yet. I mean, where, where do you think we're sitting at? I mean, in terms of the cycle or how early we're at? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. That every four years, Bitcoin, Litecoin, both basically 10Xs, you know? Yeah. So even, even in this bull run, uh, I'll probably sell maybe 20% of my Litecoin holdings at, at four digits, right? Yeah. Cause that was the plan. And I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the plan. And when I sell that 20%, um, I'm going to sell it into USDC, USD, USDC and gain 10% interest and live off that. Yeah. That's my goal. And then rest of it, I just hold it for my kids and children. And um, that's it. I mean, that's, I don't have a big plan. I just know that that 20% um, making interest off that 20% will be a, a good life, just a decent, you know, fun life. And then keeping the rest for the future. Um, but I will say this. So many people right now are like stock crazy. Okay. Because of COVID, they're stuck at the house. So even young people right now are just trading stocks. I mean, it's going crazy, right? People are just like... GME, AMC. But let me tell you the main difference. And whenever I tell my stock friends, they don't even listen to me because they're so stuck on greed. It's like watching me in 2017, thinking <laughs> yeah. I'm a genius, right? Let me tell you something. In the, in the past 12 months, over 40% of the total amount of US dollar ever created was created. Over 40% in the last 12 months, okay? Now, two things happen. Stock goes up, Bitcoin goes up. But here's the main fundamental difference. Stock market is propped up by the printing. Bitcoin is showing the inflationary happening of the US dollar. So Bitcoin going up is a reflection of how low the purchasing power and the quality and the inflation rate is happening on USD. So they're both going up. One is built on cards, house of cards, okay? Yeah. One is built on solid foundation that is reigniting trust to the world once again and showing, okay, do you know how to expose corruption or something that is fake? You don't need to talk about it. Just put something honest and truth next to it and it automatically exposes it for what it is. Yeah. Okay. Listen, whenever you're in a dark room, okay, 
you don't throw the darkness out the window. You turn on the light, and what does the darkness do? Yeah. It doesn't say, I don't feel like leaving. Boom, done. When truth and something righteous appears, it exposes the corruption or the evil and the darkness automatically. So what you're seeing right now with Bitcoin and Litecoin and the truly decentralized cryptocurrency is the truth exposing false, right? But for so long, our entire lives, there was no truth besides Jesus. There was no truth that could expose their darkness. So Bitcoin, okay? is the truth protocol. And guess what? Litecoin, we call it lights. Litecoin turns on the light and takes away the darkness, exposes the darkness. Bitcoin, Litecoin, it was created by the universe, I believe, to revitalize truth and to shine the light into the darkness. Boom. Mm. God, preach it, man. <laughs> I, just, I can't explain this any better. Damn. Oh, God. See, I, I'm liking this podcast so much, man, because there's there's a bunch of people I talk to that we get so technical about things, but you, you're, I mean, you're literally explaining the substance of Litecoin and Bitcoin and the movement. And, and that is what people need to understand. We don't just get in here to make money. I mean, yeah, like yeah. you said. Also, it, also, one more thing. You know, Michael Saylor, the giga chad, right? He comes in, he, he didn't like Bitcoin. Now he's selling everything to buy Bitcoin. He becomes the biggest Bitcoin evangelist to the corporate world, right? Yeah. He's getting yeah. like everybody basically worships him, thinks he's the best thing in the world right now. And I do too. I think when he opens his mouth, wisdom falls out. But really does. remember one thing. Litecoin. We had regular people like me, like not a billionaire to start with, not a millionaire to start with, a You're regular right. person that went out into a truck and just drove around. And there's like Kat, she drives around and, and puts cards. There's other people in the Litecoin community that goes out and talks to people about Litecoin. Yeah. What am I saying? From here, Michael Saylor may look like this giga chad, this like, unbelievable bitcoin god but from down here from down here looking up we at the litecoin fan are the ones that are truly inspirational because we came from the bottom now we here <laughs> <laughs> it's from the ground up man i mean it's truly the people's coin that's how i see it man <laughs> oh man uh, it's gonna be such a relief once uh, Litecoin hits all-time high and people can just relax and just be like, okay, no, all right. I told you, I, I tw I, you didn't see my tweet? There's Which people, one? Th there, there's people who's going to complain when Litecoin was at 100, yeah. 200, 300. The same people are going to yeah. complain when it's at 1,000, 2,000. Do you know why? Yeah, I saw there's that. There's something yeah. wrong with them on the inside. There uh -huh. is no peace. They're just miserable people that, that, that have an insatiable appetite Right. So it doesn't matter what Litecoin does. 
they always need somebody to point fingers at and to poop on because it makes them feel better, right? And those people, yeah. by the way, are blocked on my Twitter. I Easy. was gonna ask you. I was gonna I ask you what. Should, what should I do with them, man? There's people that I I post something. They're like, oh man, Litecoin's a shit coin. It's never moving up. Oh god. Well, well, bl- listen. First of all, I don't believe in unsolicited advice. I didn't yeah. ask you, bro. Don't tell me who lived 10 more years in you in life how to do life, okay? You yeah. don't even know my situation. So number one, I mute. Number mm-hmm. two, you get, you, get two, you get two chances with me on Twitter now. I used to put up with a lot of stuff, right? But when I, had, when I, when I went up to like 28,000 followers, it was, it was getting ridiculous. Number yeah. one is mute, which is probably why I never answer or like your tweets, okay? Number two... I block it. You know what I block? When they talk like they know everything and they talk in such an offensive manner that that it disturbs me. Listen, people who can really fight, okay, doesn't really curse. Yeah. People who curse very well in the streets, they can't fight. It's them trying to show people that they're yeah, tough. You're right. It's like a crutch, right? But people who really know how to fight will say, hey, man, I don't want anything. I don't want any trouble. Because they know what they're capable of, okay? That's called meekness. Do you know what meekness means? Meekness? Me- meekness. Meek. M-E-E-K. Oh, meekness. People don't yeah. know. Yeah. People think meek is humble. It's not humble. Meek. Being meek means this. I have all the power to literally kill you, but I'm not. Yeah. It's having the power to be able to do something, but using, not choosing not to use that power, right? For, for, to, to disturb or to prove something to someone else. It's a secure place. It's coming from a secure place. So let me give you a quick example, a simple example. I'm at the bar. Somebody comes up to me, call me a chink or whatever, starts flexing, starts cussing at me. And I say, hey, man, it's cool. I'm going to get out of here. Okay, we're done. That is me giving him a chance to live. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know one thing. I'm not a tough guy. Okay. Compared to Ben, none of these UFC fighters, I'm not a tough guy. But I'll tell you one thing. Anyone who hasn't been trained in fighting, okay, cannot fight. Because I was one of them. I was a gangster who fought two, three times a week, but realized I really couldn't fight. So a regular person comes up to me on the street anywhere and wants to fight me, I can promise you one thing. You're going to lose. Because number one, if you're bigger than me, I'm going to choke you, okay? And if you're not, if you're just like really built and whatever, solid, I'm just going to turtle up for a minute until you gas out and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you, know, you know, in a fight, in any fight, everyone has one good minute, like regular person. And then they blow their wad. Do you know why? Because if you're a trained fighter like Ben Askren, these top, top elite fighters, they know how to conserve energy. 
boom, boom, boom. Right? But regular fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all you have to do is turtle up, get inside to where take, there take the big, big lucky punches won't hit, and then just wait until their breathing becomes heavy, and then you just choke them. Rocky Balboa style. That's what he I'm did. Telling you, man. People on Twitter, guys, listen. You guys talk all that stuff because you know that you don't ever have to pay the consequences for your stupid words. But one day, <laughs> karma will get you, and you're going to get slapped, and there's nothing you're going to do about it. I'm telling you right now, there's so many people that think they're tough because they can curse, okay? But I'm telling you, that's the weakest form of a human being, and they don't know yeah. it yet, and it's sad. <laughs> True. Speaking of speaking of fighting, man, I'm I'm excited about this fight. What is it? April seventeenth. Ben asking against Jake Paul. Man, I I saw those previews. You know where they like they go to up to each other and they're like, yeah, they face each other and they're going like this and stuff and they talk so much shit. You know, um, I I saw that man. Jake Paul is such a, you know, I don't know. But, I, but I did not. Okay, I'm gonna give the man his his due. I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't fight Ben. I really wouldn't, because I know what he's capable of, right? So I give props okay. to the Lo right. Logan brothers for being courageous. Not many yeah. people can step into that ring. That is so true. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and and they're and they're very successful kids. So you got to yeah, give true. it to them where they're very passionate and they they're no coward. No, they're very they're, not. they're they're very courageous people to step in there, right? But that is true. They're just immature. Like when I was 24, I was way more immature. I was going to jail. You know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah, respect yeah. that part. But I posted a video today of Ben. Ben basically trolled everyone. Because all the MMA people, boxing experts were coming out on YouTube and saying like, have you seen Ben hit mitts? It's so slow and it's so weak. There's no way he's going to hit beat Jake Paul. And today, yesterday, at the real training, that yeah. trailer was. Ben, I know he, <laughs> he's looking ready, man. I Ooh. I'm so excited. I was like, Ben, you trolled everyone into thinking that you are slow, a uh, week, and then on the last day of the live training, <laughs> he's getting ready, man. I, I'm excited. I I cannot wait. Yeah, it's I gonna love be a good one, ben. Hey, listen. You know, Ben Askren is a really, really good guy. Like, all around, like, if I had a sister, I would say marry Ben. That's how much <laughs> yeah. of a hey, wholesome guy he really is. No, it's seriously. a lot of trust. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he makes me, he inspires me to work harder and to be a better person. Yeah. And Charlie, too. Charlie inspires me to be more responsible financially, to 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 be have a higher uh, value system, have a higher morals. Like these two guys in my life are like guardrails. Yeah. Like just I mean, in case I go off, just in case I go off too much, I look at them and it inspires me, and they kind of put me back in to this road. So. 
I really appreciate Charlie Lee and Ben Askren are like my bumper bumper rails at the bowling alley. So I don't strike out. I don't, I don't do, I don't throw the gutter ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because of them, I'm able to hit the pins and succeed in life. Cause yeah, they know what Ben did for me. Yeah. Ben has like how many million followers on his, all, all, all his social media. Man, a, a ton. Yeah. And he gives me a chance. Right. Lifts me up. And I make memes for him. It goes to 1 million views. Like, he gives me a chance to flourish and to show my talent. Guys, and listen really to this. It. Yeah. I mean, this is this is Litecoin fam right here. Right. L listen to this. Charlie Lee, Ben Askren, John Kim. Litecoin fam. Surround yourself with people that will push you higher, that will inspire you, that will put you in you know, their best interest, right? We got John Kim here, who's been here for since 20... I don't even know how long you've been on Twitter. Guys, look at his content. Look at look at how how much passion he puts into this. You know, people don't put passion into something they don't really care about. I mean, the passion, the loyalty, it just shows. And and you know what? Actions do speak louder than words. And you've been all actions, man, which is it, it, much respect. Um, and, and to the audience that doesn't know, I mean, John Kim has been here for forever. And when we tell you, Litecoin is going to do well. When we tell you that Litecoin fam is going to be there for you, it's going to be. And so, man, I, I still, man, it boggles my mind that I'm even talking to you. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> so this is this is really cool stuff, man. And, you know, I'm excited for, for what the future holds. But, again, you know, it, it all falls back to the things that you said from the very beginning. You know, you end up in life depending on how much risk you take, the right. reward that you get depends on the risk you take it also depends on the people you surround yourself with i feel like this whole podcast was like a lesson from master john kim like the whole time <laughs> but we also remember everyone has a different risk tolerance so don't judge people for not taking a big risk don't measure your size That's the true. size of your risk with other people's risk size because some people just don't have or have the experience to be able to take on too much risk so you, there shouldn't be judgment there. And I will end it with this. I had a really good time on this podcast. I was able to like share my heart, which I do. I never sit and be like, I want to, I want to sound smart. I always yeah, come yeah. from the heart and I, I feel like that's how I connect with the people. Yeah. Remember this saying guys, and, and this is one of my biggest sayings. And I'm only saying this because this rules out your diplomas, your everything. The world does not need more information. They need a demonstration. And yeah. that's what I live by. I demonstrate to the world, okay? When I came up in crypto, I told them, I'm gonna take care of my parents first. I'm demonstrating to the people that before you take care of yourself, you take care of your parents because your parents don't have too much to live, okay? And then I said, I'm gonna take care of myself for one year. Not five years, just one year because I suffered for three. I want to live like a king for one year. Okay. Right. So listen, you may not agree with me in everything that I do. I don't agree with me in everything that I do. But know this everything that I do is from the heart. Okay. And I'm trying to demonstrate by being an example of how to do this crypto game. Don't shortcut. Just do the right thing. And I promise you, the money will follow.
Put in the work. Take it from this guy. Example. <laughs> my heart beats for Litecoin. <laughs> By the way, oh my God, you got my... Listen to this, John. You got my fiance hooked on your tweets, man. The what is it? Is it the the Bitcoin to right coin? All <laughs> oh, the Asian sentence? dude, dude. She cannot. She cannot say it. like I just walk into the house or whatever. And she's like, Moon, send it. And I'm like, what the send it, dude. You, you're literally getting into people's heads. Like it's nuts. It's nuts what you do. But anyway, hey, all right. Just to wrap this up. I do a quick, like, rapid-fire thing at the end where I go, I'm going to mention a phrase or a word, and you have to respond with one word, all right? One word to whatever I'm saying, okay? So let's see. Um, how about Bitcoin? Trust. Trust, all right. Litecoin. Light. Um, let's do Charlie Lee. Tremendous. Ben Askren. Total package. That's two words. <laughs> like I'll, I'll count it. I'll count it. Um, stock market. Fake. Okay, last one. Um, we got Peter Schiff. Genius. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. You know why? You. why? You know why? Real quick. He owns Bitcoin. I, I think he does. Listen, too. he markets for both Bitcoin and gold. And yeah. now he's, his son, son's tweeting and he's building up his son. By, by Basically, it's like WWE. Peter's the heel. Okay. <laughs> And he is getting all his attention because everybody wants either you love him or you hate him, right? Yeah. Peter's getting loved by the gold community, hated by the Bitcoin community. And now his son, they're having a rival, which is all fake, right? They're having a rival. So now you can't really hate Peter because Peter's son, Spencer, is such a Bitcoin guy. And you can't hate the father of the son, right? So now we're in this predicament where like, I hate Peter Schiff, but his uh. son is so... I'm telling you, he is a genius troll. Yeah, he's got Probably some. Got it, it, it's some house of cards shit going on. He he definitely owns Bitcoin. I, I have a feeling he does. He he knows how to play the system. But anyway, hey John, maybe we can do this again. I had I had a blast doing it, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for coming to the show. Um, Litecoin all time high. We're gonna celebrate April. Let's go April. You, yeah, bro. he signed it, man. All right, man.